0: We've been in a series that we are calling A More Excellent Way, A More Excellent Way, and we've been doing this for the last few weeks, actually, maybe five weeks we've been doing it, and what we're doing is we're asking ourselves to look in our lives and ask yourself the question, is there any area of your life that it might be going well, it might not be going so well, or it might be going, it needs a, you know so good so-so and like I need help in any of those areas is there a more excellent way that God might be calling us to and so it could even be more excellent even though it's going good it could even be more excellent and the truth is that we can't compartmentalize our lives we can't just imagine that just one area if it's not going so well it doesn't affect all the others Sometimes in our culture, we tend to believe that way, that, oh, yeah, I just, this area of my life needs help, but these other areas, we're fine, and we just leave it at that, but the truth is, it spills over, and you could tell, just in the, one little example is sleeping, right, if you don't sleep well, it spills over into everything, doesn't it? Right? You get a little grouchy or, 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 or hangry. You know, you get angry and hungry at the same time. If, you know, if you, if, you, if you don't miss a meal, or, it spills into every part of our lives. And so the question is, is there a more excellent way that God is calling us to live? Um, if you have your Bibles, would you please open them up to the book of Second Kings second Kings chapter 5 second Kings chapter 5 we're gonna be reading verses 1 through 14 and the title of this message in our time together is called take a chill pill <laughs> take a chill pill take a chill pill and that's what we're gonna talk about today next week I'm really excited because we're gonna kick off a brand new series that we're calling brave we're calling brave, and we believe that God is calling every man and every woman that, that there is a cause worth fighting for, for every man. There's a cause worth fighting for, for every woman, and there's a victory that God is wanting all of us to claim. And so the question is, what are you fighting for in your life? And so we're, we're going to discover how not to only prepare us for the battles ahead, but more importantly, how to win the battle that God is calling us, how to emerge victorious in our lives. How many of you know it's time to stop playing the nice guy? It's time to stop playing the nice woman. We got a battle. God has made us to be brave fighters. And some of us, we're we're too nice. And God is calling us to be brave and to fight for what God has called us to fight for. Can somebody say yes? Alright, so today though, we're going to wrap up our series in a more excellent way, and we're going to look at this, this passage. And so, I, I hope for many of you during this series, this has been a time where you have felt encouraged. You have felt like you can learn to love God a little more. Maybe you've looked at your life and ex- re-examined your life and say, God, you know, I need these areas to work on. And you feel closer to God and closer to others as a result of this message. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you find yourselves occasionally needing to take a chill pill Raise your hand. Okay, okay. So I'm not the only one because that's what I came up with this message for because I know I do. You know, we, 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 I tend or, or maybe some of us here tend to pull the car over, the car over a little too quickly and want to, you know, spank the child right away instead of, you know, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me calm down. Tend to get a little exasperated with other people, you know, uh, uh, coworkers, with family members, maybe that older child that is not serving the Lord that you wish was serving God and and you get exact why won't they just l- do the right thing you know and so we get exasperated sometimes and and, and we lose or even even a, a loved one or, or a married you know your spouse that's not a believer and you're just wishing that person would you know you see them making all these wrong decisions and you just get exasperated anybody else like me get a little exasperated with things like this it it just happens and I believe the word is that there's a more excellent way for all of us. There's a more excellent way, and it's to take a chill pill. Instead of getting angry and argumentative and fighting, I want to read a story to you guys about two guys who were needed to take a chill pill. And I'm going to read this story, and, uh, and I hope it's found in 2 Kings chapter 5, and I hope it illuminates a little bit for, in your life. We're going to break it down a little bit further. Here it goes. It says, now Naaman was commander of the army of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife, She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means, go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. I will send a sorry I will send the letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you so that you may cure him of his leprosy. Verse 7. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? What does this fellow send someone? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me? Verse 8, when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, go, wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. Verse 11, but Naaman went away angry. And he said, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy, and not... Are not Abana and Farpar the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash it in them? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and he went off in rage. Sounds like Naaman needed to take a chill pill. Verse 13. Naaman's servant went to him and he said, "My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed?" So he, Naaman, went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. And then Naaman and all of his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and he said, now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please, accept a gift from your servant. That's where I'm going to stop, and that's where I'm going to say, this is the word of the Lord. And so you guys would respond, thanks be to God. So let's say it. I'm going to give you a cue. You ready? You guys are going to say, thanks be to God. I'm going to say, this is the word of the Lord. Ready? Thanks be to God. Good. You know, in the story we just read in the Bible, there was two people that had uh, to take a chill pill. One of them was the king of Israel. He was, he was exasperated by what the other king was asking him to do. As we read earlier, the king of Aram, Aram was also uh, the area, it's also known as Syria. It's where Syria is today. And so this king of Syria asks the king of Israel, his name is Jehoram, he asks him to heal my general. He says, here, I'm sending him to you so you can heal him." And so the king of Israel is like, what in the world are you asking me to do? Like, what am I, a doctor? Like, what do I look like to you? Do you not know that, you know, everybody in my country, there's tons of cases of the case you have, you know, this general has. The guy had leprosy. And leprosy was like the cancer of our day. It was incurable. Nobody knew how to. And so this guy sends him, you know, this, this king of, of, of Syria sends Naaman over to, is- to, to heal him, and, and what the, the history, the context there is that, you know, Syria and Israel had had many, not just battles, but wars over many years, and so Israel is like, oh no, this guy's trying to start a fight. That's what the king is thinking. This this other country is trying to start. They're asking me to do something that's impossible. That's usually like the terms that that uh, other countries use to say if you don't do this we're gonna go to war with you and you're like i don't know if you guys remember when saddam hussein in the united states when you know president bush was like you got 24 hours to leave the country he's like me and everybody else you expect me to leave at 24 that's like impossible you would just want to go to war you know i mean it was like really not not much so he's asking him to heal this guy and he's like i can't even do that now what was interesting was that the king of aram not only sent the general Naaman to go get healed, but he also sent him bearing gifts. If you look, we read the list of all these shekels of silver and all this stuff. You guys, today, experts say that that was a whole lot of money, somewhere in the park of 1.2 million dollars. So this king of Syria was desperate, wanting wanting his general. That's how bad he wanted his general to get healed. But he was exasperated and he was, he was desperate. I'm sorry. So the king of Israel was exasperated. Well, how do I do this? I have no idea how to heal the guy. I'm not a doctor. I, I, I don't know why this guy's asking me to heal to heal, um, to, to, to heal this guy. And so, you know, sometimes we can feel exasperated when there's situations out of our hands as well. And yet, there's a passage in the New Testament that complements this Old Testament passage, this Old Testament story, where Paul, he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he says, Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. So he said, be patient, take a chill pill. Why should we all take a chill? Learn to take a chill pill. Why should we be patient with everyone? If you're taking notes, you can feel free to write this down. Because a chilled person, number one is, can help heal a broken relationship. A chilled person can help heal a broken relationship. While we were in Cuba, one of the folks that were on our team, and she's not here today because she's out of town. She would have been here. She would have loved to have been here. And I would have loved for her to share her story and her experience. We had finished at a church one day, I think it was the very first day, Cruz, for those of you who are on the team. Maricruz. We, um, we had finished. A church and after we had finished serving at the church we're all sweaty and it's hot and no AC everything and it's it's you're you know kind of tired and there's a river next to the church and we're like hey can we go in the river so we all went in the river and so we're there in the river having fun splishing splashing all this stuff and and all of a sudden this young man taps her on the shoulder And he starts to talk to her and he asks her, are you guys a mission team? Why are you guys here? And he starts asking her these questions and he starts telling her, you know, do you think God can love me? Do, do you think I have a chance? I, my my parents are pastors, and and I know that my wife, my mom has been praying for me, and so here is Marie Cruz sharing her story and letting her know: Yes, God is a God of a second chance, and He can heal you. I mean, you know, you can restore your relationship with Him, and He can restore the relationship. This this guy had had done many bad things. Marie Cruz had told me that that this guy. She told me the story later, and she told me that that this guy had been in jail even, and and that there was other. Evil Guys looking to to hurt him and and he was just tired of running and he he was wanting it was it was it was an amazing conversation that Mari Cruz is having with this guy in the river on our time off you know we had finished ministry and now we're here in this pool kind of I mean river kind of relaxing and this guy is wanting to 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 get to know more about. Jesus and get to know more about about this restoring of this relationship and I just thought that's so cool because she was just chilling and so a chilled person number one can help heal a broken relationship in this story in 2nd Kings we just read Elisha was the chilled person he steps into the situation and resolves the situation because if it was up to the king Of Israel, Jehoram, he would have been exasperated. He wouldn't know what to do. He might have even started a war because he's like, what are you asking me to do? He must mean he wants to go to war. He would have read it the wrong way, but instead, this chilled person comes along and heals, has an opportunity to heal this relationship. Let's look again at what Elisha says to the king of Israel and Jehoram, the, the king of Israel, Jehoram. He says, why have you torn your robes? He's basically saying, take a chill pill. Listen, take a chill pill, have the man come to me, and he will know that there's a prophet in Israel. Even though there had been many wars between Israel and Syria at the time, and they were experiencing a time of peace, Jehoram, the king of Israel, was thinking, surely Syria is trying to pick a fight. But God steps in the situation, he gets Elisha, and he starts to use Elisha to say, no, 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 king, calm down, don't get so exasperated, take a chill pill. It'll, it'll be alright. It gives God an opportunity to change a heart and to heal a broken relationship. And that leads me to point number two. So why should we take a, a chill pill? Number one is because it gives an opportunity to heal a broken relationship. And, and God used Maricruz to, to, to restore her amazingly even though she wasn't necessarily on the clock. She used her to to help this young man get in a better position, to have a better relationship with his family and, and ultimately with God. But number two is when we take a chill pill, it gives God time to work. Just so you know, um, they made us pay a fine. Uh, well, an import tax is what they call it. And they wanted us to put uh, the value of each backpack uh, on on our paperwork. And so The value of each backpack even though you guys helped bring them in you you did you guys donated we raised money here and we purchased a lot of the supplies and you guys all gave to that they um they even though it was you know we necessary we didn't necessarily pay for them out of pocket necessarily but they wanted the value of it and so the value of each backpack was anywhere between 30 and 40 dollars times that by 250 you get 50 dollars like they give you that for free, but after that, you have to pay, and we're talking over $10,000 of, of value that we would have had to pay an import tax on, and so uh, they it, uh, actually let us get away, because when we went up to put the value, they, oh, no, that's too much, here, put this, oh, no, 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 don't, do the paperwork again, put this, and so we ended up paying 1000 of you know uh, only a thousand dollars which or twelve hundred dollars which was a lot less than what we would have paid had we had we got hit with all the the total of that so so it helps to take a chill pill because we believe even though we paid we had to pay and it was a little bit different god still worked in our behalf. God still moved in our behalf. We saw God's hand compared to what we could have paid or even that our backpacks would have gotten co- confiscated and 250 backpacks would have not made it to Cuba. The, even though that didn't happen, we saw God moving in, in spite of that. So you guys see where we're coming from? So number one is when we take a chill pill, it, it helps, heal, helps us heal a broken relationship. Number two is that it also gives God time to move. And we believe God moved on behalf of us and on behalf of the people even in Cuba so these things could go through. And so in our story, uh, Naaman had to take a chill pill. You know, when he, when he was told to dip into the river of Jordan, he, he was like, what? He, he got exasperated. Why should I dip into this this dirty river you know I, I don't want to go dip into this dirty river this this river has no you know I, I could just go back to look if that's what I have to do I'll just go back to the river in you know where we live in Damascus and I'll just dip into that river if that's what I have to do I'll just do it over there he had a you know in his mind he, he's like I can come up with a better idea but because he took a chill pill he was able to actually get the healing, allow God to work. Scripture says that he actually went and dipped himself, verse 14, so he went down and he dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. It gave God time to work. You know, I'm so glad that Jesus doesn't give up on us, right, he gave, he gave, he, he gives God, God, God gives us, God gives us time to repent, gives us time for him to work on us. You know, I'm so glad he didn't write off the woman at the well for her, for her immoral life. He gave God time. He, he gave her time. God's working, right? He didn't disqualify the tax collector Zacchaeus for his sins, right? He didn't, he didn't ban Peter for his denial, right? He loved and he forgave and he waited on God to work and, and this is what happens. And over time, God changes people's lives and more, And so, number one, why should we take a chill pill? Because it it helps heal a broken relationship. It gives God time to work. And number three, because God takes a chill pill with you. God takes a chill pill with you. Verse 15 of the passage we read, it says, Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God, and he stood before him and he said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. God could have reacted negatively to Naaman's response saying, all right, you're going to do it your way, Naaman. You're going to go, forget it. Forget the healing thing. It's, all bets are off. The healing's not going to come. You want to go back to Damascus? Forget that then. Even if you go back to the Jordan River and go get dip in, I'm still not going to hit you because you're gonna, you want to do it. But no, God, it's like, you know what? I'm going to take a chill pill with you because I love you, because I want I, I, I to I work in your life, because I love you. I, I want this to happen. Verse, uh, I want to read this, this verse in 2 Peter. It says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God is patient with us right now. There are things in our lives that we know we need to change. And God is saying, "All right. I'm going to take a chill pill with you. You need to take a chill pill. I'm going to take. We're going to work on this together. We're going to do this together. God's timing is perfect. He's not he's not just like the verse says, he's not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. He is patient with you. He's working it out. As long as you keep saying yes to God, God's going to keep working it out in your life. And that's what he did with Naaman in the story that we just read. And he wants to do that in your life. And some of you here this afternoon, it's time to come to God. And so would you bow your heads and let's say a word of prayer together. God, we thank you for the folks that are here. We ask, Lord, that you enter all of our lives in such a way that is real and transformational. That is not just church as usual. It's not just one, another Sunday. We could check that off the list and we're done for the day. But it is you entering our lives in this moment, God. Causing a change in such a way that this chill pill will be taken every day and the fruit of this chill pill, patience would blossom from our time, from this moment in our lives. Lord, that we can live in such a way that we become a person that influences things and people and others like our children and we will teach them a more excellent way, the more excellent way that you have for us, God. We know that you're capable of that, God. We know that, that that is your agenda for our lives, to teach us the more excellent way you have for us, God. And so, Father, I just, I just pray for everyone here that comes in contact with this talk today about taking a chill pill and learning from the story of Naaman and, and learning from the king of Israel, that we can do this, that we can have this patience come up out of our lives pray that you would touch each person here, God. And just as we continue in this attitude of prayer, I, I just, I just want to pray that this message would not just impact our lives, but it would impact those around us. And so I wonder how many of you would say that, hey, if you're passing chill pills around, can you give me one? <laughs> I need to take a chill pill in my life. I've been so exasperated lately that I, I need to take a chill pill. How many of you would say that that's the most excellent way for me? I need to take a chill pill today. If you say, hey, I really would. I, I want that in my life, this patience that God gives. I, I, want, I, I want to pass this along not only for myself but to others Rather than just being bound by the chains of exasperation, I want to pass on the blessings of being patient with others rather than curses of of hurry up, hurry up. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you to stand right now with me. I hope that everyone would stand and ask God for more patience in their lives. And so I'm just going to pray. Father, thank you for a church full of people who want to honor you with their life. And so, Father, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would remind us constantly that, that more is caught than actually is taught, that you would empower us to live in such a way that those who come behind us and around us would want to reproduce that faith that they see in us, that patience that they see in us, Lord, and that we would receive that chill pill that you want to give us so that we can give it to others. God, I know that there are folks here that are struggling, that are feeling exasperated, and even that those that are standing here, they're saying, God, we want more of you in our lives. I pray that they would experience the patience that only you give, the blessing that comes along with it. I pray, God, that these eternal truths would impact our lives, that we would learn to live with your fruit in our lives. And God, that you would bless those around us with the revelation of who you are as a result of the patience that we exhibit in our lives, God. So God, use this talk to inspire people. Maybe even to take a first step in this, Lord, towards that freedom that we can have in this area of our lives, feeling exasperated. God, give us that chill pill that we need. And Lord, and when we start acting different, and when we start acting different towards others, we'll be quick to give you the glory. And people say, you've changed, you've changed. It's because God is working in my life. Thank you, God. And as you keep praying today, we talked a little bit about bondage today. And if you look at your life, many of you right now, you're you're gonna recognize that you're living in bondage, in a real and deep bondage, a sin bondage. And the reality is that all of us have fallen short of God's perfect standard. We've done things that are wrong against him and we feel the weight of that we feel the guilt of that we feel the shame of that and there are some of you that in just a moment you could experience an even greater grace the grace of God that your sin would be totally and completely forgiven and that as you call on the name of Jesus who was without sin and became sin for us who died on the cross and three days later rose again from the dead, that as you call on his name, He will forgive forgive every sin that you've ever committed. He'll make you brand new. And there are some of you, you came to church and you had no idea that you were about to be totally set free from the sin that held you down. You will be free because he who who the son sets free is free indeed. And those of you here who would say that, yes, I want his grace, I want his forgiveness, Today, by faith, I surrender my life to him. If that's you, and if that's your prayer, I just want to simply ask you to lift your hand right now. I want to pray for you. Just lift your hand. Right now, I want to pray for you. I see that hand. You can put it down. I see that hand. You can put it down. see that hand. You can put it down. I see that hand in the back. You can put it down. God bless you. I see that hand in the back. You can put it down. I see that hand up here in the front. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Church family, I'm just going to ask all of us here to join me in a prayer. Just lift your voices together around you. Pray aloud. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me for all my sins. Make me brand new. I believe Jesus died for me and he rose again so I could live for you. Fill me with your spirit so I could know you so I can serve you, so I can follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.